Promises are very important. If you make a promise, you're supposed to keep it. We don't like people who don't fulfill their promises. We don't like people who aren't faithful to what they say they're going to do. As we say, or as the saying goes, if you talk the talk, then you better walk the walk. In fact, infidelity automatically comes to our minds as a nasty word. It's annoying and disgusts us even. Infidelity. Unfaithfulness. And that's why, among you know, just the basic things, why we call our God good. God is good, and not only is God good, God is faithful. He is faithful to his promises. And so, we could say that to be faithful and to fulfill your promises is to be like God. But what promise? What promise is greater than what God has promised us? He's promised us the resurrection. If we think back to the very beginning of the story of God's work, the very beginning in Genesis, when man, Adam, and woman Eve were in the garden, they were destined to live forever with God. They were destined for immortality, and they chose and so that is why throughout the ages, man has been plagued by death. Because his, our first parents chose death over eternal life. Our first parents chose sin and destruction over happiness and fulfillment in God. But God did not leave us there, and he even promised from the very beginning in the third chapter of Genesis that he would raise up the offspring of the woman. It says in Genesis chapter 3 that there, he will put enmity between the offspring of the serpent and the offspring of the woman, and the offspring will step on the serpent's head prefiguring for us the fulfillment of his promise that he wouldn't just leave us to death, that he was going to promise us eternal life, Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of that promise. In fact, St. Paul reminds us of that promise today. In the second reading, he quotes, he begins, before he quotes something, he says that when that which is mortal clothes itself with immortality, when that which is mortal clothes itself with immortality, speaking about what Christ has done, how Christ came in human flesh, God in human flesh, and he rose from the dead. And so... That human nature that was destined to die is now destined for 
eternity again. He can now achieve eternity once again. And that is what he celebrates when he, St. Paul quotes in the next line from a passage from the prophet Hosea. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The prophet Hosea was prophesying what God would do for us. How he would even, as the symbolism of the passage goes, defang, de-sting, take away the weapons of death, de-arm it, and make it possible for us to achieve everlasting life. That is what God fulfills in Jesus. But he doesn't just stop there, and that is why we are here today. Because God does not even just leave us with just Jesus. As great as that is, and as wonderful as that is, he gives us an even greater, even not greater, but another example of his promise that he will fulfill. And today we celebrate the second instance of the fulfillment of that promise, the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. That he would not leave the Blessed Virgin, the highly favored one, the one who perfectly listened to the word of God, who was without sin. He would not leave her to see death and corruption, but actually took her up into eternity. It is a further God is so generous that he could not even just leave us just with the example of Jesus and just with the resurrection of Jesus, that he even goes further than that. That would have been enough, but he gives us the example of Mary. And that would have been enough, but he even promises us that because of our baptism, that we too, on the last day, will rise from the dead keeps giving us more and more, showing us, I am faithful. And so that means, though, that we are also called to be faithful. Because Mary received this great gift from God because of her faithfulness to God. Because she was totally committed to God. And so we are challenged today in that same way on our own faithfulness, on our own commitment. Because God gives us the gift of immortality, but we can reject it if we choose not to be faithful. And so today it is an invitation to see how we are doing on fulfilling our promises to the Lord. Especially those promises that we made at our baptism. That you and I believe in God the Father Almighty. That you and I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. That he was crucified, died, and rose from the dead. That we believe in the Holy Spirit. That we believe in the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. That we believe what we said we believe. And not only that, we promise again to reject Satan 
the prince of lies, and reject sin. It's a reminder to check how we're doing on those promises. It's a reminder to check how are we doing on the promise, on the commitment that we made on confirmation for those of us who are confirmed. When we were confirmed and commissioned to go out and be a witness of that same resurrection, of what God has done for us to the world, how are we doing with that? As a reminder for us to heed what Jesus tells us today in the gospel, that blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. Are we truly observing it? Mary received the grace of this assumption of being assumed body and soul into heaven because of her faithfulness. And so through her intercession, pray today that we can be more faithful, that you can grow in being faithful to what God has asked of you.